Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. I know how you guys are feeling because school has started and you're wondering what in the world you got yourself into. I really appreciate the email I got from Jana last week telling me how she'd been homeschooling for 15 minutes and she decided it wasn't for her and she quit. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I also appreciated the follow-up letter that she felt like maybe just a couple days off was better than quitting entirely. So that's what she did. So I know a lot of you are just kind of singing the back-to-school blues. Some of you are having really easy time at it. Some of you got your kids in school and you're uh, heading up the PTA and running the carpool. So I just want to give a shout-out to all the busy moms who are listening to this. I think uh, you're going to be really encouraged by today's podcast. I have a friend on with me today. You guys know that I I do this about once every other week or so, try to bring somebody on who I know is going to just encourage you and bless your socks off. And uh, that is true of today's podcast as well. My friend Kristen Welch is here. Uh, Kristen uh, has a blog that you guys probably already know called We Are That Family. And I had the privilege of meeting Kristen uh, in real life, which when bloggers get to do that, it's always like a hip, hip, hooray kind of a thing. And uh, Kristen and I are fast friends. I love what she's doing. I've been checking out a little bit more about uh, what she's doing. I got her book, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, one of her books, one of my favorites that she's written today. But before we do that, I got a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, We've got some conferences coming up, and uh, we are filling up on those conferences. We've got a few spots left. I want to just encourage you to register because we have got a lot of things to talk about as women. And and to, I want, it is my heart to really encourage you in the Word of God and uh, just hopefully um, fill you up, encourage you, equip you, teach you a little bit more about studying the Word and send you home with new perspective. And I think Kristen's going to do the same thing today, only from a different angle. Uh, but my women's conference, Fearless, so I have two conferences that are active right now. Fearless is the one I've been doing for several years, and we're still kind of taking that one around the the country. And I'll be in Indianapolis, October 14th and 15th. You can register at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Fearless. I'll link back to it today. Uh, but check it out. At, that's going to be happening at College Park Church. It's a day and a half conference. It's a life changer. So um, if you are in the Indianapolis area in Cincinnati, I hope that you'll come out and uh, join us for that weekend. I will be in Tampa for Fearless November 4th and 5th. And we've got a couple other uh, conferences coming in early 2017. I will be in Houston, in North Carolina, and uh, in... uh and Vancouver. We're going to do another one in Vancouver. And speaking of Vancouver, the mom's dessert night that I do once a year that previews the next season's conference is coming up October 7th from 7 to 9 p.m. The conference for 2017 is called Redeemed. And uh, I don't know about you, but there's a lot on my heart. I find that right now, I think I'm praying more than I've ever prayed before. Uh, just praying for our nation. Uh, there's so many things that uh, that I, I think we as Christians 
have on our hearts. If, if, if we're listening to the Holy Spirit, I know that uh, we do. And uh, certainly that's, the, that's uh, true about my friend Kristen. And I'm really impressed by what she's doing with her life. And I think uh, one of the things I love about Kristen is that she's leading by example. And we need more people to do that. We need more people to go, Lord, what do you want me to do? What's in my hand? What is my responsibility? And then actually get out there and make a difference. And Kristen has been doing that. So I am uh, thrilled to have Kristen on the show with me today, and I hope that you guys will be blessed and encouraged. So Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Heidi. I'm so glad to be here today. So first of all, let's just start with first things first. You are a brand new homeschool mom. You're like, I am. You're like I a baby am, homeschooler. Yes, I am a, a newborn in the homeschool world. I'm just a baby. So um, you're a newborn. I can born. identify with a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Who said she she wanted to quit after 15 minutes? I. <laughs> I'm right there with you, sister. <laughs> You're right there. Yeah, see, all the homeschool moms are like, see, there's moms listening to this. I hear from them every week. They listen in the shower. There, a lot of them are listening while they're doing their dishes and folding their laundry. And I'm always trying to tell them, listen, you guys can do anything for 15 minutes. Just hang in there. Don't quit. We got this thing. 15 minutes. How old are your kids, Kristen? My oldest is 16, and my middle is 14, and I have a nine-year-old. So, so I'm homeschooling the two oldest. So listen, so a moment of silence for being a brand new homeschooler and starting in high school. Of, of teenagers, yes. <laughs> oh, my word. All right. So I need prayer. <laughs> you need prayer. <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited for you. I am, as you know, 187 years old in homeschooling. So I'm like walking around with my homeschool walker <laughs> and you're in like your baby walker. So we're kind of in walkers together. So it's all right. It works. <laughs> exactly. So I I yeah. want to talk to you a little bit. Tell me about yourself a little bit. So you're you're married to a super neat guy. How long have you guys been married? We have been married 21 years. It'll be 22 in, at Christmas. Mm. Um, we have three great kids, and I've really been writing as a I guess that's been my profession for about writing and blogging for probably nine years now. So it's been Probably the majority of what I've done in the your, last decade. Your blog is "We Are That Family," and I, I you're hilarious. I have to say, like I'm reading, I'm reading some of your stuff, and I'm laughing out loud. It just kind of laugh out loud funny. I think that that's probably why your blog's done so well because people can uh, relate to you. But you live in Texas, right? Yes. And yes. Uh, and you've written several books, but I want to. I, I I we should talk about Rhinestone Jesus too because that was. Another just, uh, I love your heart. I just, I love your heart for bringing women, uh, kind of reminding them about what's really, what's really important. And you've kind of done the yeah. same thing with, uh, with your book, uh, raising grateful kids in a what in a world of entitlement. And hello, uh, that's pretty much everywhere, right? I mean, we're watching, we see it on college campuses. It's like in full on display right now in all of its splendor. Uh, I bet you're enjoying right. the news lately, aren't you? <laughs> a lot of. <laughs> Uh, content, unfortunately. Um, yeah, we just have to turn on the TV or look out the door and um, we live in an entitled world. And so I think we have to acknowledge that this is our culture. Yeah. Um, but our family just decided we're going to try to go against the flow and we're going to try to be grateful in the sea of entitlement and figure out what that looks like. And um, it's a, there's no easy fix or, um, you know, three steps and you've got grateful kids. It's just a journey, a, a process mm. of 
figuring out ways to add perspective to your home and and really throw those doors wide open and look for ways um, to love outside of your four walls. Mm -hmm. So tell me, how come you decided to write uh, Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World? What was the impetus behind that? Well, in 2010, um, our family started a nonprofit called Mercy House Global, and that uh, has really shaped and turned our lives upside down in a lot of beautiful ways. Um, We have maternity homes in Nairobi, Kenya, and we actually work to provide jobs through fair trade product development for more than a thousand women in 24 countries through our fair trade subscription club. So, um, which is really cool. You should describe what a fair trade, because I got, uh, you sent me a package from fair trade Friday and I was blown away. This isn't, they're not like, you know, they're they're really cool, handmade, wonderful things. So tell, tell the listeners a little bit about what, what you mean by that. So fair trade really means fairly paid which sounds simple, but we live in a world where we have more slaves than we've ever had before and indentured workers and people who are working in difficult conditions or a lot of sex trafficking victims um, who are just caught up in in slavery. And so fair trade means that we're guaranteeing that the person who made what you're wearing or what you're buying, um, what you're gifting has been created fairly and they've been paid fairly and have great working conditions. So um, at our nonprofit, we work with about 45 groups in these 24 countries. They all employ women who are living in very impoverished and oppressed circumstances. And so we come alongside them and we uh, either teach them a skill, about half the groups, we teach them a skill and we procure product product that we help create or they already make something great and we buy it from them just to help move it and support their, their group of women. Um, we work with only faith-based nonprofits and the reason we um, really, that's just a huge part of our vision is because we believe in our ministry that employment is amazing and it helps put food on the table for very poor women, but true freedom comes through Jesus Christ. And so we work with groups who are taking that freedom a step further, not just financial freedom, but spiritual freedom. Mm. And so that's what makes us a little bit different. But um, really doing this work and finding our life calling as a family in this ministry set our our immediate um, family on a different path than we had ever planned. And we started traveling a lot overseas and really just seeing how the rest of the world lived. And... Um, The first thing it did is it made me realize how entitled my home was. Um, I think when we can offer our kids a worldview and even ourselves, you know, because kids are entitled because we entitle them, Mm -hmm. because we give in to their demands and we don't say no. And there's a whole host of reasons. But when we um, really start looking at the world the way that everyone lives and not just our bubble, um, it it really shines a spotlight on just our, our culture of entitlement and mm-hmm. instant gratification and um, this American dream that we all pursue with everything in us, but we're really not happy in the, even if we attain it. And so mm-hmm. um, as we begin to really press into that and, and dig deeper, we realize that we had a problem. Right. And 
we called out entitlement in our home, and then we started really raging war against it. So and, when you say, um, you know, I want to really back up a little, Kristen, because when you say that you call out entitlement in your home, what? tell me what that looks like. Because I know that there are parents who are listening to this right now who are thinking, man, I, I kind of got a little bit of that going on in my house, but I'm, I'm not really sure how to call it out. Well, I mean, I think we just started naming it when we saw it. We, um, we realized that there were things our kids expected that... And, and mainly because we had given it to them. So I don't want to throw my kids under the bus. But right. um, when we realized that constantly giving in to them had really created this expectancy that they didn't have to work and they didn't have to contribute and we would fix all of their problems. And so we basically just cold turkey stopped doing those things like, okay, we're everyone's going to contribute with chores and dinner and um if you're ungrateful, you might lose what you've been given and then you might have to work for it in return. And I mean, we just mm. really um, took control, I think, of our home. And, um, you know, my kids loved it. They were 100% happy. And it's been just rainbows and ponies ever since. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> um, I mean, really, the day we called out entitlement, all hell broke loose and <laughs> <laughs> um, there was wailing and gnashing of teeth, and our kids were like, what? <laughs> this so, isn't how we've always done things. I love the story that you tell in the introduction of the book about, uh, maybe you can give our readers a little bit of it, a little bit of a glimpse into that, about um, cowboy boots. I think every parent yes. can relate to yes. this. So, t so what's yeah, the so snapshot that of that? Was, that was the day that we, I think we realized we have a problem. And things really, it was a turning point for our family. Um, so we're Texans and the rodeo in, in Houston is a really big deal every year. And we save up and go as a family and we eat everything fried and it's really fun. <laughs> and um, a few years ago, we decided our kids need, need um, cowboy boots. We wanted to give them their first pair of cowboy boots because it's like a rite of passage here. Right. And so... Um, but it's expensive, you know, three kids. And so we went to the rodeo. We were like, we'll go to one of the booths because they always have sales and specials and we'll get each of our kids fitted and we'll buy them their first pair of boots. Well, the whole way down to the rodeo, it was like a 45 minute hour drive. Um, one of my kids just was in rare form, just complaining about everything, you know, mm -hmm. where they were sitting in the car and it was just, you know, they were in a mood. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I kept turning around saying, okay, we're going to have fun and you need to stop. And <laughs> it got to the point where, you know, I found myself threatening, okay, now should we get you boots because you're not acting like we want you to act. And long story short, we went to the boot booth. We, you know, our kids all sort of believed our threats and, <laughs> um, we bought them boots. We ended up having a really great day, but it was on the way home that this same attitude of just ingratitude really took over and um, it just continued on and on and on until my husband said, actually, what we just bought you, this very generous gift we are now taking away. And so um, we got home and he pointed to all the weeds in the yard and said, if you want these boots back, you have to earn them. And it was a, a two-day weed pulling job that no one wanted to do. Um, but when we heard that front door click and watched our child walk out the door and work for two days, 
to earn these boots back, we knew that we were onto something and it wasn't a, I mean, I, I think our, our child knew that, that they had pushed a little too far and mm-hmm. I'll never forget when my husband handed the boots back to our child and said, you earned these and I won't ever take them away again. And, um, things just really seemed to shift. Mm-hmm. I think our kids really believed that we were, we were serious and that everything that they receive is a gift. And it's not, you know, we don't owe them boots. We don't owe them. Really, our kids are entitled to our love, um, but they're not entitled to a full ride college education or a brand new car when they turn 16. I mean, if we can do that and that's something we want to do, that's, I think, a personal choice. But when our kids just fall into this category of, I want everything I see or I want everything my friends have and you have to give it to me. I think we need to pull, put on the brakes and say, wait, we want you to be grateful. We want to raise kids that are going to be world changers and that are going to put others first instead of themselves. So how do we do that? Mm. And really, when we think about, you know, I'm listening to you talking about this, and I know Jay and I, my husband and I have seven children, and we've gone through, you know, we've ever, we've all done the the threatening and the bargaining and the counting mm-hmm. and the, but when you actually put feet to it, and your kids realize, okay, we're we're going to change the way we do this because honestly, the culture is entitled, right? I mean, we live in a culture right, of entitlement, right. so there are so I mean, yes, you, obviously, the, our kids are learning it from us, we're their parents, but the culture is uh, a, a perfect example of why we've got to help our kids do better because they're being raised in a culture of entitlement. And so uh, exactly. it's it's encouraging to me to see other parents who are saying, you know what, I don't need to give my kids a full ride uh, to college. They and they shouldn't expect it. You know, they should know if you get it, it's a grace. You know, and it's certainly not something that you are entitled to. And all of a sudden, there seems to be a difference in the way that they look at the world. Well, thank you, Kristen, for sharing that today. And I'm going to have you come back one more time. I really want to talk to you about Mercy House and what you're doing. For those of you who are interested in finding out more about Kristen's books, I'll I'll link back to them today in the show notes. Uh, The particular book that we're talking about is Raising uh, Grateful Kids in an Entitled World. And I think you're going to be really encouraged and blessed by it because there's a lot of wisdom in there for parents. Uh, As the culture continues to go more and more down the path toward socialism, I think it's going to be harder and harder for parents to sort of combat that and teach their children, no, you actually aren't entitled to things. We work for things. There's dignity in work. It's actually good for you. It's not bad for you. So check it out. Also really want you to check out uh, Mercy House. Their organization funds maternity centers for pregnant teens who live in extreme poverty. And she also manages Fair Trade Friday, which is a monthly subscription club that allows thousands of women in America to support impoverished women around the globe by purchasing the fairly traded products that they create. So again, giving them not just not giving them a handout, giving them opportunities to work and thereby also giving them uh, the dignity of work. So uh, Kristen's doing an amazing thing. So thank you, Kristen, for coming on the show today. We're going to pick this up again in a couple of days and finish talking about this idea of raising grateful kids in an entitled world and also what that looks like as the holidays are coming up and we've got so many other things on our plates as parents. How is it that we can beacon in the lives of our kids in such a way that we grow grateful, 
adults who are going to be excited about what God has for them in their lives, and more important than what God has for them, also what God has for them in the lives of other people. So thank you, Kristen, for coming on the show today. We'll see you guys back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.